Hello, and welcome to the Capital Compass Podcast. We are the official podcast of the New York State Catholic Conference. I'm your host, Jillian. In this episode, I'll be talking with Laura Cassell, the CEO and Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Long Island. Hi, everybody. I am here with Laura Cassell, the Executive Director and CEO of Catholic Charities. She has been the Executive Director since 1999, and, in fact, she was the first lay female to serve in this capacity. So, uh, how does that feel? <laughs> oh, well, uh, it, it, it felt very good at the time. I mean, it's always, uh, it's always good to break a little of that glass, but... Um, you know, now there are actually many, many lay women who head up Catholic charities throughout the country. And so I join uh, a great group of very devoted and faithful people uh, of both genders. And uh, it's great to be uh, standing on the shoulders of those who, uh, who created these uh, great um, organizations that live out the gospel. So for people who uh, don't live on Long Island, I'll just uh, read out a few facts. You guys cater to a lot of people. Um, yes. What I was reading, you give over 260,000 Meals on Wheels to homebound seniors in Nassau and Suffolk counties. Uh, you give housing assistance to veterans with mental illness, legal support and services for nearly 20,000 immigrants and refugees annually, a supplemental nutrition assistance program, which is SNAP, as um, many people know, that serves um, over 3,000 people annually and even more than that. Yes, that's right. So um, we have quite a range of ministries here on Long Island and, um, and many of the other Catholic charities throughout New York State um, similarly offer a, a fairly wide span of services to a, a very broad range of individuals in need. So um, we always say, you know, if you've seen one Catholic Charities, you've seen one Catholic Charities because uh, we're not cookie cutter, but um, we certainly have a shared mission and are united in that work. Yep. This actually, you, you led me very well into uh, my first question, which is uh, Long Island is often perceived as a very affluent um, area, especially to outsiders, um, with some of the highest wealth in the nation, yet there are a lot of um, almost unseen pockets of poverty and um, hidden needs. So can you tell me a little bit about how Catholic Charities of Long Island is helping people? Sure. Um, so you described it very well. We often uh, say that there are pockets of need amidst the great wealth and affluence of Long Island. So uh, people think of Long Island and they think of our beautiful beaches and our golf courses and wonderful shopping malls and um, all the things associated with uh, with wealth and affluence. And yet, right there adjacent and not really invisible, right right adjacent to all that are communities where people are really struggling in many ways. And it's just very easy to drive right through those uh, areas on the Long Island Expressway and not see uh, the poverty and the need and the struggles. So 
Catholic Charities is in partnership with all the Catholic parishes here in our diocese, and there are 133 parishes here. And so we're in every community, um, and uh, people know very well that we're here, and they turn to the church. Um, and I'd like to clarify you when I talk to people that it's people of all faiths. Uh, people recognize that the Catholic Church um, is there to respond to needs, and it doesn't matter um, what the faith of the individual is, and we serve people because we're Catholic, not because they're Catholic. So... Um hot topic uh, as of late uh, is that everybody was impacted by the pandemic, uh, some more than others. So uh, what kind of changes in demand did you guys see um, and how did you guys respond? Right. So the pandemic really uh, impacted everyone. I mean, every individual, every family, every business, regardless of sector. And so um, it was uh, really wonderful to see the team at Catholic Charities. And I know at Catholic Charities uh, throughout New York State and the country, um, everybody mobilized very quickly and were very nimble in uh, paying attention to the safety concerns um, about the spread of the pandemic, but at the same time, very quickly mobilizing and doing what needed to be done to not only keep the team safe, but more importantly, or equally importantly, to keep those we serve safe as we try to be there for them. So for example, in our behavioral health programs, which is mental health and addiction treatment, um, we weren't seeing people in the early days, we weren't seeing them in person but uh, we were able to connect with them virtually. Uh, for those who are homebound and we deliver meals and so much um, a part of that uh, is, it's about more than just the meal as you can appreciate for people who are homebound. So it's that human connection. And so um, to really uh, not be able to go into the homes as we would customarily do, but really just be at the doorway, but to continue to be very attentive um, to ensure that um, the individual, the frail elderly person was still safe at home and that there could be some level of engagement. So even if it was conversation through the door or a subsequent phone call follow-up, um, that's just as important as the meal itself. Yep. Uh, so leading from that, how what, what were some of your biggest challenges? I mean, the world kind of changed overnight here. It certainly did, yes. And um, the first challenge was getting our hands on the PPE that was necessary to keep everybody safe. Um, so everybody knows through the news uh, that uh, even primary care hospitals uh we're having a hard time staying ahead of that. So um, the charitable social service agencies like Catholic Charities um, were a bit forgotten in those early days and weeks. And so um, we just did everything we could. We just kept reaching out and calling on our partners and um, our colleagues in the community. And we managed to stay sometimes just one day ahead but um, as long as we had what we needed for that day, um, we were grateful <laughs> and uh, we kept our prayers going along with all the, the phone calls and the yes. And eventually there started to be a bit of a flow and we were able, like many other organizations, to um, begin to build up a bit of an inventory. 
We're speaking with Laura Cassell of Catholic Charities of Long Island, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Bishop Edward Scharfenberger of the Diocese of Albany. As Catholics, we're called to be a voice for the voiceless, the unborn baby in the womb, the elderly, isolated patient in a nursing home, the homeless veteran living on the street, the single mom struggling to get by, the young person with mental illness or addiction, the immigrant farm worker, the parents sacrificing for their children's education, the victim of violent crime, and even the incarcerated person in a state prison. Please join me and my brother bishops by making your voices heard in the halls of government. As Catholics, we are called to be active in the public square, to speak out on the inherent human dignity of every human being, and to help shape laws and policies that respect human life and promote the common good. The best way to do this if you are a New York State resident is to join the statewide Catholic Action Network. Just go to www.nyscatholic.org and click Join the Network or text the word capital C-A-N, that's C-A-N, to 50457, to repeat, C-A-N to 50457. Staying informed and taking action is as simple as that, and there is no cost to participate. Thank you, and God bless you. So, um, Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, and usually we, this is a time where we see a big spike in collections for food pantries and soup kitchens. Uh, but food insecurity is a major issue throughout the year. And, um, with the pandemic, uh, we saw that problem worsen even more. So what are some ways that Catholic Charities is addressing this, uh, basic human need? Yeah, so, um, you know, many of our programs um, offer food and uh, nutritional support uh, to families that are struggling. So uh, we just uh, continue to uh, do what we've always done to be there for those families. Um, We're always very grateful at this time of year. You know, it's like Thanksgiving is the start of the season where people are much more acutely aware of the needs around them. And so, uh, you know, we go right from Thanksgiving into Advent into Christmas and, you know, the that uh, upswell of uh, goodwill. Uh, that is just a natural part of uh, volunteerism and giving um, is something that brings great joy to our hearts. But um, I'm thrilled that you did mention uh, and recognize that the, the needs are there throughout the year. And so um, this season is a time where uh, we're always really blessed to connect with people who um suddenly realize how much the Catholic Church does in the community, um, and in particular for the families and the individuals who are struggling. So um, it's really, it's such an important time of year. And we saw that same sentiment during COVID. So similarly, you know, people, even in the midst of their own loss, their own grief, their own 
anxiety and uncertainty about what was going on, um, that they still wanted to do something. And particularly for the many, many people who were home, you know, at home and there weren't many places to go and uh, they were afraid to leave. And so they recognized that even as the doors of the church were uh, closed for worship, that the doors and the hearts of Catholic charities were wide open and we were continuing to figure out what we needed to do so that the most uh, vulnerable among us was able to get through that very difficult time. And of course, we're still in it, so we're still doing it. Um, But we saw such um, an increase really in new donors to Catholic charities. I think they, they saw very clearly Um, that we continued to be there for people and they very much wanted to direct their giving to organizations that were open. So as as you mentioned, we're entering the holiday season. I mean, Thanksgiving is kind of that big opener for it. Um, And we're reminded of the importance of uh, being grateful for our own blessings and, you know, everything in our lives. So uh, how do you see gratitude manifested in those you serve? Yeah, so we are, we're very fortunate because we see that all year long. And so at this time of year, we like to shine a light on that so that um, those who are um, getting through the season and, you know, maybe uh, just during this time of year, uh, paying more attention to the needs of others, um, that they have the blessing that we enjoy all year which is I'm always astonished and I'm never surprised anymore by this, but the people we serve uh, in all their need. And, you know, we, we sometimes think that, you know, it, what we're doing, you know, it, it's so important and they need us. But what we know is that we need them because in so many of these encounters, um, we hear things from uh Uh, those we serve. And we think, wow, they're going through this unimaginable hardship and difficulty. And they say things like, I'm so blessed and God is good. And so um, they are really powerful reminders that, um, you know, it's, it's extraordinarily fulfilling to be involved in the charitable mission of the church. And it's important for all of us as a community to know that we are there for one another. Yep. So they teach us really important lessons all year long about gratitude. So uh, I'll throw you a personal question here. What are you grateful for as you reflect on your blessings this year? Oh, I'm just, I'm so grateful um, that uh, most of my professional life has been with Catholic Charities. So you mentioned earlier, uh, 1999, I actually started with Catholic Charities in 1988. And so I was appointed CEO in 1999. And so I've been associated with Catholic Charities for most of my professional life. And I'm just very grateful because for me, um, finding the mission of Catholic Charities and devoting myself to that um, has made for really um, seamless opportunity to live out my faith 24-7. And so I just think um, that's such a a great blessing. And 
I appreciate that um, even more so at this time of year. And um, I like to share that with others because for others who, you know, work in many other industries and they're very, very faithful and they do what they can on a volunteer basis, um, I want them to find that same uh, fulfillment and um, just... uh, you know, it's just, it's just a great blessing. It makes you, it makes you feel grateful every day. Oh yeah. Um, so how can, uh, people support your work or, uh, get involved with Catholic charities of Long Island? So we are, you know, of course, this time of year, we are delighted to field, um, many, many calls <laughs> <laughs> of people who are interested in volunteering, um, and supporting financially the important work that we do. You know, this pandemic has created um, so much uncertainty, not the least of which is uh, our questions about the programs that we operate in partnership with government and the questions about ongoing funding and support for that good work. And so um, we welcome people who uh, are interested in becoming more involved and they can find us on our website and uh, call us at Catholic Charities uh, here, our main office is in Hicksville, um, and they can reach us at 516-733-7000. That's great. Um, yeah. So do you have any uh, final words you want to say to our listeners? Well, um, just uh, that, you know, this is this is such an important part of uh, being Catholic, Uh, You know, Pope Benedict in his first encyclical, uh, God is Love, he talked about there are three essential elements to be church. Uh, One is proclaiming the word. uh, Another is uh, celebrating the sacraments. And the third is living out the gospel, living a life of charity. And so all of us at Catholic Charities were thrilled when that encyclical came out because so many people um, forget that charity isn't this optional, nice thing you can do once in a while if you have a little bit extra, yeah. but that it is an essential part of living out our faith. And so, um, you know, we celebrate that message and we're grateful to uh, Bishop Kellenberg, who was the founding bishop of our diocese, because the very year that our diocese was formed, um, he created Catholic Charities. Wow. So he understood the importance of that. So we as individuals of faith have that calling and the institutional church itself also has that calling. And we at Catholic Charities um, are really proud to be that social service arm of the Catholic Church on Long Island. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Thanks for having me, Jillian. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast. And thank you so much to Laura Cassell for coming on the show. It was an honor to have you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be coming out with a new episode every other week. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To catch all the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NYSCatholicConf and on Facebook at NYSCatholicConference. Thanks again, and God bless.